The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both you the crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. All right, y'all, welcome to the Jonesy and Brown podcast. He is Mike Jones. I am John Brown, here to talk Philly sports and sports all over the world with you for another week. Jonesy and I also participate in another podcast. We call it the Green Over Everything podcast, where we talk Eagles football. And usually we kind of make it like a like a post-game show. We do it after the Eagles game Sunday nights. During the games, usually during the games, I, I talk to my good friend Jonesy via text. Talk to Jonesy. I talk to good friend of the show, Javon Alford. During the show, we text each other our thoughts, our feelings, like like hey, like what's going on with this game. So I sent both of those brothers a text at some point towards the end of the game. And I said, hey. Y'all want to post game this stuff? You you want to do a post game over this slop? Jonesy, what was your answer? No. And you being the man of your word, uh, Jonesy sat it out, man. Jonesy didn't podcast. Jonesy wasn't on the last episode of Green Over Everything podcast. All right. And I'd love to know why. Let's see. You want the long answer or the short answer? We got time, bro. It's our podcast. We ain't got, you know, can't nobody tell us. Who going to rap us? Okay. Well, in that case, I didn't feel the need for it to take three of us mm-hmm. to, to discuss how bad the Eagles played Sunday. Yeah, they they were pretty bad. They they were monumentally I mean, I mean, bad. Because hear me out. Mm-hmm. Going into the season, I said they were going to be bad. Yeah. I had definitely. no illusions of them being good. Definitely, definitely. You're, you know how I feel about spending big money on any player? Mm-hmm. Imagine what happens when you're spending fifty million on players not on your roster. Mm. That's a hurt piece, you know. That's definitely so, a hurt piece. Yes. So, so it, when people were saying six, seven wins for this team, that was extremely optimistic. Mm-hmm. Extremely optimistic. This is a team that's looking probably at a top five pick in the face right now. Yeah. And this team's no good. So, see, now, with with that in perspective, now, um, after week one against Atlanta, I still didn't expect the team to be very good. But given the week one against Atlanta, I was like, okay, they'll at least be professional this year. Maybe six wins wasn't as optimistic as I thought. I still didn't think they were a good team, Mm -hmm. but I thought they'd be professional. Then 
through the 49ers game in week two. The defense was solid. I won't Mm -hmm. say great, but solid. And the game was, while lost, it didn't look like the Eagles were out of their depth. Mm. Then we'll skip ahead to the Tampa Bay game. Oh, you don't even want to talk about the Cowboys game. Mm-mm, we're not talking about that. We will skip ahead to the we'll skip ahead to the Tampa game, okay. Tampa Bay game. Okay. Because you know the Cowboys game that was just painful. Yeah. Humiliating. Yeah, that too. Embarrassing. Mm-hmm. But you know, at that point, given what you saw in the first two weeks, where they were at least giving effort and. While there were lots of mistakes, misthrows, penalties, things like that, for, for a large chunk of the game, they felt competitive in the first two weeks. Week one, they actually got a win. So, week three, they looked, they got demolished. It was ugly. But at that point of the three games, that one was the outlier. The other two mm-hmm. were more consistent with this is a slightly below average team than a terrible team. Got you. Then you get to the Tampa Bay game. The Tampa Bay game was an interesting thing for me because what I saw was a team get pretty much destroyed and then put lipstick on that pig in in the fourth quarter to make it look more respectable. Mm -hmm. However, I'm seeing comments from Eagles fans on social media, and you know how I feel about social media, but I'm seeing comments from Eagles fans on social media that are doing things like look at completion percentage and percentage of teams' yards. Jalen Hurts is a top 10 quarterback. I'm seeing things like this. You seeing this on Facebook or you seeing mm-hmm. this on Twitter? Facebook. Facebook, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Facebook is a cesspool for just bad takes. And no matter what the sport is. So if you're looking I mean Twitter I I, I think They Twitter's both a, are. They both are, but for different reasons. I just mm-hmm. think like Facebook, you just find some of the dumbest stuff. People just say the dumbest things on Facebook. Twitter is, is more like people people arguing dumb takes. Mm-hmm. People, Twitter's hot takes central yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, Twitter's just hot takes. And I think what annoys me about Twitter, uh, what, what annoys me about Twitter now is I feel like this season, this season I have felt, mm-hmm. I personally have felt older than I ever have. <laughs> I, right. do, I I I feel old, and 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 I'll, I'll let you I'll mm-hmm. let you get back because I feel like we are in we are in a position that we've been in before, and that one of the things that I have always said since I've been on Twitter about this Philadelphia fan base is that there are things that never change. You know there there are takes 
that always seem to find their way, you know, to be prevalent in this, in, in this fan base. And it's stuff that's happened team after team, after team regime, after regime, after regime, whether it's the head coach, whether it's the quarterback, whether it's the GM, whatever, you know, there are opinions and claims that people are going to make and they always make them and they never change. And I feel like now we've gotten to the point where they, they're, they've reared their ugly heads again. Uh, but see, this, this is a little different mm -hmm. because for reasons I'm not going to delve too deeply into in mm -hmm. this show, Okay, because we would get sidetracked and never get back to where we need to get to if we mm -hmm. actually start talking about this. Mm -hmm. But if you, and you, you are from the area, so you, okay. you'll understand where I'm going this, even though I'm not going to go all the way. Okay. If, you if you consider the demographics of the Philadelphia area yeah. within the, it is, it, it, it's become apparent to me that those people who you really hear supporting Jalen Hurts, rooting for Jalen Hurts, saying Jalen Hurts can do the job and is the guy, mm -hmm. generally fit into the same demographic group. And I believe their reasons for their support of Jalen Hurts aren't based in football. Okay. Because if any being objective about what we're seeing on the football field, mm -hmm. he's a great kid who has everything you want except an arm. And an arm is the most important thing in a quarterback. Mm -hmm. There's no way a kid who has everything you want, if he has the arm also in today's NFL, he's not getting drafted in the second round. Yeah. Okay. He's he's not projected as a third or fourth round pick. If he had an arm, he would have been there. He, he, if he had an with, arm, he would have been gone when the uh, Eagles picked him. With all the intangibles saying. he has going for him, because he says the right thing. He he, he he's he a says, smart kid. He smart. behaves well. He he's a, he's, he's, a he's a good decision maker. He's mm -hmm. a leader. Guys like playing with him. If that kind of guy actually had the arm talent, mm -hmm. he's a he's a top ten pick. So, if we're being objective about what we're mm -hmm. seeing on the field, yeah, we could say it's possible he can get more accurate with time, but the arm strength isn't there. He'll never be able to make all the throws. Mm -hmm. And he's not a tall quarterback, so he'll never be able to play from in the, inside the pocket. So, you have limitations with this guy. And not having the arm strength, I need you to be mm -hmm. extremely accurate and extremely good with anticipation. Again, we're back to Hertz's arm. These are the traits he lacks. Mm -hmm. So what are we really talking about when it comes to an NFL starting quarterback? This is, I think, something that anyone's being objective will realize. Mm -hmm. At which point, I, that leads me to believe 
regardless of what the coaches and players are trying to do, mm-hmm. the front office knows we got fifty million in the tank this year, but we got potentially three first round picks next year. Mm-hmm. We might as well make sure our pick is is, is good too. <laughs> if you want me to be honest about it, not sure. that they're tanking, mm-hmm. but they came into this season knowing that what was in-house wasn't going to be good enough. I think they knew that going in. Okay. Which brings me to last week's game, man. So, since the Tampa Bay game, actually, really, since, if we're going to be honest about it, since the second half of the 49ers game, we've been seeing almost consistent decline in play from this Eagles team. I believe it's three straight quarterbacks that have completed 80% of their passes. Like, that that's unheard of. Like, unheard of to let something like that happen. So. That's three straight quarterbacks, one of them being Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So. You, who, who are the other two? Other two is. Uh, Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. I still want to call him David Carr. I'm sorry. Derek Carr. Who's not terrible, but 80%. And Sam Darnold. Mm Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold and Derek Mm -hmm. Carr out here looking like Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Out here looking like you played Tom Brady three weeks in a row. Mm -hmm. And you actually got the win against the Panthers. Mm Mm-hmm. But another team that was after a 3 and 0 start trending in the wrong direction now, themselves. Trending, yeah, they're trending downward now. That's mm-hmm. that that win looks less and less impressive as time goes on. Exactly. But then again, this Eagles team has looked less and less impressive as time goes on as well. Mhm. Which brings me to my final point. Okay. Where I was in my state of anger on Sunday. Mhm. And you know, I generally actually try to stay objective, not get too high. This wasn't like I was dejected or sad because I knew they were bad. Mm-hmm. It was anger at how it looks on the field. Yeah, like it—it it looks like there's a lack of effort, a lack of energy, a lack of intensity. Mm-hmm. Like they're just not ready to go out there, and that is unacceptable, regardless of what your talent level is. A, a, a lack of energy, a lack of would just look look like fight. Mm-hmm. And this is coming off 10 days. I believe it was, you know, shout out to Jeff Mosher, Adam Kaplan over at Inside the Birds. I mm-hmm. believe it was Adam Kaplan who said it was, this is the softest Eagles defense he's seen in, I don't want to misquote him, but I believe it was like 20 or 25 years, something like that. Like that. And also just things you, and, and those are just things that for us, you know, you and I, you know, just to you know, in full transparency, we 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 are forty plus Eagles fans. Mm-hmm. But to this say, but we, to say that, but to say that, a professional, a professional mm-hmm. journalist like Adam Kaplan yeah, yes. knows that a word like "soft" that's not something. It's not you, something you, you throw, throw away. You like, don't, you, throw, that you don't throw that around like you don't throw that around, and it's just something that you don't. You just genuinely don't hear very often about an Eagles defense. Like we've, mm-hmm. we've, we've seen bad Eagles teams. 
in the past. It's not like, you know, as much as they try to push off the whole gold standard thing, it's not like we haven't seen. <laughs> We've seen bad We've teams, seen bad years. Bad, yeah, but it, it, a, cu- a couple, Chip Kelly's last year was, what, four wins? Mm-hmm. Andy Reid's last year was four, four wins. wins. Yeah. Doug's last year was not pretty. Yeah, but, but you – you were never really using the word soft, disjointed, mm-hmm. underperforming, you know, underachieving, but never mm-hmm. soft. Like you're looking you, at a team. And, you and might say under talented, like lack speed yeah. and things like that. No, you but weren't you weren't calling the team soft. That that's what struck me about it. Yeah. That word. Like yeah. that's not a word that you throw around lightly, especially for a guy who covers the NFL. And a guy like and, and the thing about it is a guy like Kaplan, Kaplan's not a hot take guy. At all. You know, you 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 we know the hot take dudes. In, mm-hmm. in this city. We know the guys who want to throw out the word and, and get stuff started. Sometimes we engage with them. Sometimes you got to just let that go. But we know the hot take guys. Kaplan's not a hot take guy. Mosher's not a hot take guy. Mm-mm. So they, when these are, these are guys that know the game. Yeah, they, they know the game. And, they, you know, they're the ones you go to for, for the analysis. That's, you know, fair, honest analysis. And you're mm-hmm. watching this team, and you're just like, I'm, you're, Sunday's game was just like, bruh, what is happening here? You're seeing Jason Kelsey lose his cool. I thought Kelsey was going to get tossed. Mm-hmm. You're watching, you know, you're watching the team march down the field and then fumble inside the mm-hmm. five, inside the five because the guard reached out to get into his block and hit the ball. Those are things that happen to bad teams. You, you know, this is something else mm-hmm. that is eating at me more and more. A couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, we had Barrett Brooks on with us. Yes. And at that time, while you were deeply disturbed by the defense, yes. I, had, I hadn't gotten around to being worried about the defense mm-hmm. yet. Because I was still looking at all the offensive flaws. Okay. Are you saying I've, got, I've gotten to be in work? I've gotten around to the defense now. Uh-huh. Jonathan Gannon, this guy who has no scheme, but he just wants to be fluid or whatever and fit to mm-hmm. his defensive player's strength, yes. has his best defensive lineman saying that he's not using him to the best of his strengths. And to be honest, we learned during the Chip Kelly years. I'm sorry. We learned during the years of Man, the worst could, coach in NFL history. Right. We might have the worst coach in NFL. You, you can start saying Chip Kelly's name now. And, and, and that's why I actually said the name because it's like. I, 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 know, I, I, I know how much that pains you, but you can say the man's name now because we I, might be worse off now. We, we might. You're right. We might be worse off now. Chip Kelly so, still made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So during he went ten and six twice, he won ten games twice. Mm-hmm. So during the Chip Kelly years, we learned that our defense, specifically our defensive front, that personnel was much better suited for a four three than the three four that Chip Kelly tried to run. Mm-hmm. Yet Gannon, who claims to be wanting to do whatever suits his players best has a defense with pretty poor linebacker play the worst. 
And yet he seems to be running a lot of three, four concepts, which mm -hmm. puts your defensive linemen, the strength of your defense in positions that they're not necessarily built for. Mm -hmm. Cause you need like a big 330 plus pound D tackle in the middle of a three, four to push that pocket, eat mm -hmm. double teams and make it work. Yep. We, we have pass rushing interior linemen like Hargrove and, and Cox who work better in a four, three. So, You've got that. And then, of course, the 3-4 puts extra linebackers on the field. And we just went over the fact that the linebackers are not the strength of the defense. Of all three levels of the defense, D-line, secondary, and linebackers, mm -hmm. the linebackers are the weakest, weakest level. That's just facts. Yeah. Yeah. Say what you want. that, And yet you're running a system which emphasizes high-quality linebacker play to work. No. That doesn't sound like a guy who is doing whatever it is to maximize his players' abilities to me. So when Sunday's game ended, you know what I was thinking? I'm sitting there thinking, we're probably going to lose to Detroit next oh, week. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and you see Detroit on the schedule. Mm -hmm. You see Detroit's schedule. You see you mm -hmm. see their record right now. They're winless. They're winless. Mm -hmm. And I can't say the Eagles are a legitimate favorite in no, this game. No, 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 they're not. The Lions they're have actually been competitive in most of yeah, their games. Yeah. They, they haven't got the result they want, but they've been competitive. The Eagles have not been competitive in... They were competitive. Well, they beat the Falcons. They beat the Panthers. Mm -hmm. They were competitive in the first half against the 49ers. Mm -hmm. So that's two and a half games. The Eagles are what? Two and five right now? Two and five. People so know. Well, let's, let's, they were competitive in two and a half games, which means for four and a half games, they weren't competitive. Mm -hmm. Well, let me, let me put it to you like this. People know the Jonesy and Brown M.O. They know what they get when they log in and they listen to Jonesy and Brown. You know, we're going to break down these games, crack a couple jokes. They're going to be a little, you know, we, we're going to be funny. We're going to have fun. I don't we're, feel like fun today. Right, well, that's the whole problem. We got a dude, we have a dude representing a team that ain't got no wins and we're scared. That's the problem. We got to do, we, we're going to bring on our guest because our guest is here. He's been waiting. I've been trying to get him to jump in real quick. Oh, perfect timing. Perfect timing. He's he's here, and he's. This is a man. We should, you know. In fact, let's just jump into it right now. Let me bring in from KYW Radio. What's happening? Our good friend, Mister J. Scott Smith. What is happening, brother? It's a pleasure to be here. I couldn't help but overhear what you guys <laughs> been talking about. Yes. And to be fair, I know y'all have had it tough with certain coaches. Yes. But until you had Marty Morningweg as your head coach, <laughs> until you had Rod Baronelli as your head coach, now people in Detroit want to treat Jim Caldwell like he was this god of a coach. This man didn't send a hands team out for Aaron Rodgers to throw a Hail Mary against. Until you've seen some of the things I've seen, I do not want to hear how bad your coach is. Well, how was I've been through it all. So you are a Detroit. Here's the thing. You, you, and, and you are a Detroit fan. 
a Michigan man through and through. Yes, well, Group. Michigan State man. Let's Michigan, be clear. Oh, I'm sorry. State man. Well, sorry. I, 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 I meant a state, a, state. A, a state of Michigan man. Not not not, not, a, not, not a not a University of Michigan man, but I meant someone from the state of Michigan. Of course, you went to Michigan State. I I meant no disrespect. Oh but, no, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> but but you're not. You, you you came up as a, a you're a Lions fan living in Philadelphia. Yep. So you, I mean, you are just, you are surrounded by bad football right now. I mean, I've been surrounded by bad football most of my life. How, <laughs> That's the thing. how do we deal with this? Help well, us. Here's the thing that I got to explain as I'm listening to this. Mm-hmm. The, the Eagles are a team that reminds me so much of a lot of those Matthew Stafford Lion teams mm-hmm. that I've had to sit through for the last 10 years. Those Lion teams that on paper don't look bad and then you see them. And they just make mm. you angry. And th- this team, just from watching it as a more casual observer, because I've got my own hell to live through on mm-hmm. Sundays, mm-hmm. as you've seen from that record. Yes. When I peek in on the Eagles, I they irritate me because I think they're they talent wise are a little bit better than people think, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. attitude is completely missing. And they they're a team that when they get in trouble, they they fold up. I won't use the word soft. But I will say something ain't right there mentally mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the Lions here. The Lions are 0-7. This is the third time since the turn of the century they've been 0-7. Mm. 2001, they were 0-7. They were 0-14 before they won a game in 2001. Mm. We all know, we, I won't even talk about 2008. I don't like <laughs> to think about it. That is still like the worst thing I can possibly think of because I knew three games in. They may not get one. And when Dan Orlovsky ran out of the back of the end zone, I knew they weren't getting one. Well, they played in only two competitive games. I, I don't mean to down your spirits, but this week may be your best shot to get one this year. Oh, we've been talking about that. <laughs> they, the Lions have maybe three shots at getting one. Mm-hmm. I was looking they, at your schedule. I saw they the have, same thing. They have three shots. Hey, one of them is the Eagles. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of them is Thanksgiving Day with Chicago. Mm-hmm. Bears ain't any good. And then there's Atlanta because Atlanta's capable of beating anybody and they're capable of getting beat by anyone. Jacksonville could beat Atlanta right now and then Atlanta would turn around and beat the Rams. It's just who they are. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those are the three. And I and I don't like to say it with these Eagles, but I started smelling blood in the water with them when they played, not even before the Raider game. It was mm-hmm. the Tampa game that kind of gave me something. here. It's like, oh no, mm-hmm. there's something not yeah. right here. I had to add them to the list. Because at first I'm thinking, no, the Eagles will show up. They may not win by a ton, but Hurts is too athletic. They'll, they they have difficulties athletic quarterbacks. But the thing is, it's that I don't know where they're getting it from. And they traded Hurts, and tight ends give the Lions trouble forever. Mm-hmm. They've, mm-hmm. they've given the Lions trouble going back to the mid-1990s when Mark Chimura was eating them alive. And it was just <laughs> some random Bears tight end would tear them apart. The, the dude, uh, Rudolph with the Vikings. There's mm-hmm. a, there wasn't a tight end that ate uh, that didn't eat against the Detroit Lions. It's just what they do. I will say this about this team. They're 0 and 7. They're I I've seen 3 0 and 7 teams. The 2000 the 2001 team was every bit 0 and 7. In fact, I'm shocked that they did win a game that year. They went 2 and 14. They won two games. I have no idea how they won two out of their last three games. That team was awful. The 2008 team they only had one game they legitimately had a chance of winning and Dan Orlovsky ran out of the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. And a game ended up losing twelve to ten. That it's just like I'll never forget that one because I thought that was the one they were going to get. 
Uh, this that team, was gotta hurt. This I hate, to, and this sounds awful. This is the best of the zero and seven teams. They probably should have at least three wins. Mm-hmm. Had they bothered to show up in the first half against San Francisco, they probably beat San Francisco. It takes mm-hmm. Justin Tucker to hit the most insane field goal I've ever seen for Baltimore to beat them. A 66-yard field goal that hits the front of the crossbar, goes straight up, and then comes straight down behind the crossbar. I was about Mm -hmm. to put my head through a wall when that thing went down. My mother calls me from Detroit Mm -hmm. and just says, what was that? And hangs Mm -hmm. up the phone. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. My mom had been watching the Lions since she was a little girl back in the 50s when they won a championship. She cried when they won the playoff game 30 years ago. And I can say the playoff game because it's the only one they've won since 1957. 38-6 over Dallas. Never forget it. So you can say it's singular. Singular. One playoff win. Every team has at least one except us. Even the Cleveland Browns, like seven or eight. Jacksonville has the Carolina been two Super Bowls. We're the only one with just a singular, lonely one win. And I've seen some bad teams. But I'd never seen anything like that with Tucker hitting the field goal. Then they had the game in Minnesota where they they Mm -hmm. had it won. And the guy short arms a 48-yard field goal with a minute and a half left. He gets another shot and hits from 55. It could have gone through from 60. This is the Lions have had terrible luck. But mm-hmm. they're, I've said from the beginning, and y'all who follow me on Twitter have seen me tweet this during Lions games. There's something there with that Lions offense. Mm-hmm. They're a lot closer to being an NFL-caliber offense, even if Jared Goff has a problem fumbling snaps and – having brain farts on – he got to delay a game in, in the, against the Rams was just egregious. They're driving on a two-minute drill to try to get into field goal range. Throws a great pass to this kid named Khalif Raymond. He wears number 11, little kind of slot receiver. He would be great on a really good Lions team or a really good team. Mm-hmm. He, he can catch. He's got some speed. He catches a pass over the middle tackle, brought him down. Mm-hmm. Goff runs up, gets the snap, spikes it, stops the clock. Cool. They then take a delay a game on the next play. After a spike. After a spike. After I said, I've spike. never and seen that. A spike that you know is coming, so your coach should be preparing to get the play call in ahead of time. He's get actually got extra time to get the play ready. Had the play ready spiking. to go. Mm-hmm. Had it locked and loaded. This is a game where they've hit where they've hit on two fake punts mm-hmm. and hit an onside kick after scoring an opening drive touchdown with, that, with the guy, DeAndre Swift, that is going to give the Eagles all kinds of problems. That I kid's, agree. That, I agree. This, this kid's good. I, initially, I kind of questioned him because he kept getting hurt. He's not hurt. When that healthy, kid that kid can play. Yeah, and he's, he's healthy this year. Yeah, he's a local there's, kid. There's, he's, he's a kid from this area, St. Joe's Prep. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he, the boy's got something. He's yeah. through 20 career games, has 1,500 yards from scrimmage, already scored 15 touchdowns. Yeah. Just the third Lions he's player nice. to do that. The other two to do it, both of them won the Heisman Trophy. Billy Sims. Barry Sanders. That's good company to be in. That's very good company. When Barry, when you get compared to Barry, it always makes me cringe because people just throw that out there. But it's like, no, that's legit because he can catch out of the backfield, which is something that the Lions have kind of factored in, Mm -hmm. something that the Eagles were doing with their running back for a while. Mm -hmm. They've made them a threat. That offense could put 30 on you if they get out of their own way, if they Mm -hmm. don't do something stupid because they always do at least two or three stupid things to offset the great things they do. They're the same team that will hit for a touchdown with 10 seconds left and the two-point conversion for the lead and then give up a 50-yard pass when all you got to do is just mm-hmm. keep them out of field goal range. That's just what they do. I look at this Eagle team like they probably shouldn't lose to Detroit, 
Mm-hmm. But would I be shocked? No. Nobody. Not at all. Nobody I could just would. as easily see the Eagles win this game by two touchdowns as I could see the Lions beat them 28-24. to 24. Now, I was saying just before you came in, you may have heard me saying this. Like, while I, I agree with you that the Eagles on paper probably have a little more talent than Detroit, Detroit's been playing a better brand of football, more competitive football. Yeah. And, and what I've been seeing lacking from the Eagles is intensity and energy. Like, there's something, like like you said, just missing from this team. I don't know if it's something they should be getting from leadership. Yes, you have no experienced play callers, a rookie head coach. No, you don't even have any former players on the staff. And that's another thing I've noticed. Like, remember I mentioned some of the gems we've had as coaches. Jim Schwartz was another what was another fun another fun moment. Oh, in, oh we're in familiar with him. We're, we're both familiar with Jim Schwartz <laughs> mm-hmm. on two different sides here. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of Marty Morningweg vibes off of Sirianni. Really? Mm-hmm. He's he's. He's a coordinator. He's not a head coach, and he's a little in over his head sometimes. And I can see it. And you're sitting here talking about flowers and 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 constantly like going through all these little philosophical things. He talks a lot. I saw a video of him just explaining something. I, it was muted because I'm in the newsroom getting ready, and he just looks like a guy who's trying to lie his way out of a situation when he's talking. And I say what you will about Dan Campbell because Dan Campbell is crazy. We all just kind of live with the fact that Dan Campbell is insane. We we know he is. Mm-hmm. But they play they play hard for him. They just haven't had it. They've had bad mm-hmm. luck. He's made some bad decisions. He gets a little bit too let's go for it, too gung-ho on fourth and one in L.A. When you're already up, you're up. You, you've, got, you've stolen a possession from the Rams, and you've got them chasing you. Mm-hmm. And you keep getting into position to score. When you haven't scored, and they just scored a touchdown, you're at the 20. It's fourth mm-hmm. and one. Send that kicker out there. Put those points on the board. Put the points on the board. Keep them off you because Mm -hmm. those three points are going to need them at some point. He gets a little bit too happy-go-lucky with the fourth down calls and wants to go for it like it's Madden. He did it in Chicago. He did it twice. They're going to be Chicago too. But he he got a little silly. But each week I notice notice he makes – he doesn't make the same mistake twice. Mm -hmm. He makes a new mistake, but he don't make – he doesn't make the same one. And I was just going to say, those sound like mistakes that are correctable with learning from through experience, but that ability to have your players genuinely follow you and believe in you as a leader seems like something that's more of an intangible or an innate ability that some guys either have or don't. And he he he's got he's he's got something there, and I can mm-hmm. tell he's learning. Now, people, some people laughed at when he started crying after the the Minnesota game, because that mm-hmm. that one, admittedly, that was the first time in a while I watched them lose. Yes, I've seen them lose so much; it's yeah. not even funny. I've just seen them lose so much. I don't know why that one sucked a little more, even more than the Baltimore thing. The Baltimore thing is just, you know what? It was fifty years since Tom De- Tom Dempsey. I guess it was time for them mm-hmm. for them to get bo- get popped one more time for a long kick. But to to come back like they did, storm back, get it. They force a turnover when Minnesota's just trying to run mm-hmm. the clock out. Mm-hmm. They strip they they strip the running back. They get that immediately. Boom, touchdown, two point conversion to lose like that. And he breaks down and he starts crying. And what was crazy is is that in some places I don't know how that would have flown. In Detroit, that just might have bought him at least one more season with the fans mm-hmm. in Detroit because. He's so invested. Used, yeah. yeah. 
We're so you. We saw Jim Schwartz arrogantly talk down to people for mm -hmm. for, for three years while he was there. Mm -hmm. We just dealt with Matt Patricia, who was one of the just most unlikable people I've ever seen as a Lions head coach. Jim Caldwell pretty much looked at times looked like a man who was just waiting on a bus. He didn't know if he wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. Bobby Ross quit on the team halfway through as he was too busy driving Barry Sanders out of town. They loved Wayne Fonts. And they make people make fun of Wayne Fonts all the time because he, I mean, look, mm -hmm. he looks like Fred Flintstone. It's easy to kind of make fun of him. Mm -hmm. And then you go go on football reference and look at the Lions record while he was head coach. Their three of their five best seasons in franchise history were his. They had mm -hmm. a 12 win season, two 10 win seasons, one won the only two division three two of the three division titles they've won post merger were in a three year span. They made the playoffs six times in the 1990s. Yeah, mm -hmm. Barry Sanders helped. But mm -hmm. the Lions had Calvin Johnson for seven years and couldn't win a playoff game. So couldn't win a thing. Couldn't win a th Couldn't even win a division title. And then before any, and don't get me started on Matthew Stafford because I'm 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 the one guy where I am not the dude who was crying tears for Stafford and this whole thing because he's a dude that I look at where I don't think a single city would have allowed him to be there ten years, not win a thing, and be treated like a superhero like they treat him in Detroit. That just annoyed. That I think that's what someone said to me. You've been in Philly too long. No, uh, yes, and these people, these are my people now. Because they get You're me. home now, man. They, they, they get me. Uh, yeah. They understand why I don't like this cat. They understand yeah. why I don't yeah. trust yeah, it, you're, it's You home now. Yeah. I, and that that's my thing. It's like I look at this game Sunday, of course. I'm if the Lions win, they are not going to get they're going to get sick of me in this newsroom. <laughs> they already know it. Look, I got the Barry jersey on deck for Monday if I pull up. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, I, that's Detroit what we are. Radio, no, you it, can wear no, whatever you want. In, in fact, Detroit, no, Detroit and Philly are like are like brothers, man. It's like mm -hmm. we we get each other. Oh, absolutely. I honestly, I don't think I, I don't think your coworkers would be too angry with you. I think honestly, if if the Eagles lose to Detroit. All that anger, it's not going to be directed to Detroit fans. It's going <laughs> to be, it's going to be to this squad. Because I'm sitting, mm -hmm. how, how? It'll be directed at Roseman. This, it'll if, be directed if, at Sirianni. This it'll man, be directed at if Hertz, this man comes on here, if this man speaks in front of reporters, and you're talking about flowers and water and fertilizer, <laughs> and then you go lose to the zero and seven, zero and six, zero and seven Detroit Lions. 0-7. 0-7 Detroit <laughs> Lions. You lose to an 0-7 team after you were talking about flowers and water and bruh. Don't even, don't even don't even ride back. Don't, don't don't even get on the plane, bro. Just hop on a mega bus. Hop on, uh, <laughs> or get on, the get mega on bus boat. station is not that far from Ford Field either. He jumped exactly. right under that. Exactly. <laughs> it leads straight from the straight from in front of the courthouse. You, you can just you, you remember a couple you, you remember a couple years uh, a couple years back. Lane Kiffin was with uh, Alabama and he missed the bus. Yep, and you see the bus pull away, and he's in the parking lot, just hold the piece and don't know what to do. That's going to be Nick Sirianni leaving Ford Field if they lose to the Detroit Lions. And the problem is, they they they, they probably will. You know, it's, it it's a wild it it's a wild thing with them that the Lions are a team that will one week look like they could legitimately hang in and stand in with just about anybody, mm -hmm. and then they'll have a game like they had against Cincinnati, where they get where that game was over halfway through the first quarter. You knew that game was done instant. Mm -hmm. I didn't even bother having to stick around too much longer because that was over. Or they'll have a game because they or they'll have a game like Green Bay where even Green Bay they they hung toe to toe with Green Bay before Aaron Rodgers 
finally said, all right, enough of this. Boom, 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 game over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine having to deal with that twice a year, by the way. That's that. That's always been – even the two good teams that the Lions had in Stafford stretch were one game behind Green Bay at the end of the year. So we get to deal with that every year. Just well, I, of, I understand. Of and, and, and that, the closest thing we have right now is the Cowboys are, are, are once again trending upward. So that means got to deal with the Cowboys two times a year. That also means I got to deal with Ashley Baker in my uh, mentions. <laughs> And, and, and I got to deal with her in my mentions like twenty thousand times. That just turn. I just turn my notifications off. <laughs> Cowboys win. Notifications are off because that's just gonna run out my battery. <laughs> I, the, that's the funny part about all this is that when I got out here, the first thing I knew when I moved to Philadelphia is like, all right, let me at least get a feel for this. Are Philly mm-hmm. fans exactly what I've heard? And it's like, y'all are in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. y'all are kind of like how. I'd say some of our college football fans are like Philly fans. Mm-hmm. Michigan State fan, we are like Philly fans. We do not play. We are mm-hmm. we're not like the entitled suckers out in Ann Arbor who <laughs> talk about how great they are mm-hmm. and they're the leaders and best and all this, but all they can talk to us about is what championship they won in 1920 before they allow black people to play and things mm-hmm. like that and their one-half national title in 1997. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you got Michigan State where we're the blue collar school, even mm-hmm. though we wear green, we're the blue collar school. We're the we're the ones who've been standing in there toe to toe with Ohio State while they sit there and obsess over them. Mm-hmm. They obsess over beating them. We beat them in a Big Ten title game. We beat them in a we we beat we went to Columbus and beat them at their peak with Urban Meyer and Zeke Elliott, and that did it on national TV with a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. We are and our fans are rabid. We travel. We show up. Spartans mm-hmm. are everywhere. I think it's a green thing. We are everywhere. It's just like that's what we do. I spent four years in Michigan. I, I was on the other. I was in southwestern Michigan for four oh, years. Oh boy, mm-hmm. I can speak to how intense Michigan State fans are. I, we don't I play. Don't sure. play at all. And we don't we don't we don't suffer fools and we don't care for the disrespect, which is why I have this kindred spirit with y'all here in Philadelphia, because y'all don't suffer disrespect either. Y'all don't play those games. And when I got out here, it's the same thing. It's like you got to you got to bring it and you got to play and you got to mean it Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. in Philadelphia, just like in Detroit for the longest. It was the same way. There's a weird blind spot with Matthew Stafford for some reason, but you got to. You got to bring it. This Detroit's a city that mm-hmm. told Grant Hill he was soft as he was bouncing around on one leg in a playoff game, putting up twenty five. <laughs> it's this is we have that in us, but it's it's different now. Mm-hmm. I get out here and it's just like I really dig the energy. I always have, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm always going to be loyal to the soil, man. I I mm-hmm. I got an old English D tattooed on my shoulder. You are, people know what this is. They know <laughs> they know. They know where the bread is buttered. Mm-hmm. Pistons are playing 76ers right now. As much mm-hmm. as I know we ain't got no business being on the floor with them, I hope they win when they play the 76ers. Well, as you should. As you, as I don't, as you I don't like Andre Drummond. I really want to see him beat him. I was just like, <laughs> that's well, y'all man, problem, first, not ours first, anymore. First of all, well, the, Detroit is – Detroit. the Pistons are always uh, like a that's, – that's a sore spot for me because – and and we – and. Jonesy and I have talked about this. I've hated the Detroit Pistons since Barkley and Lambeer at the at the at the Palace. Oh, I remember. That was, I re- that, was I, a one, that was a wild evening. Oh, I, I still remember that like it was yesterday. That was a wild <laughs> evening. I absolutely hated the Pistons too. I thought <laughs> I thought the style of basketball they played was ugly. 
Mm-hmm. And JB will tell you, I'm a basketball purist. Mm-hmm. I I love to see free flow. Like, well, no, of course, in the 80s and 90s, it wasn't quite as free flowing with the off the ball movement and stuff. But you still saw, well, you not shouldn't say still. Then you definitely saw a lot of player movement without the ball and things like. Mm-hmm. And the Pistons they would put all stop that teams stop. from do that with <laughs> with fit. Not with skill, with physicality. With a, with they, a swift, they would get with a swift elbow. <laughs> See, and I will always defend them on this one aspect. The Celtics were doing the same thing. Agreed, and I hated them too. Mm-hmm. And that, as a, we all, and that was always our thing. Is like when Boston does it, people mm-hmm. think it's cool. When Larry Bird sneaking an elbow in there on you and oh, whispering, he's, he's feisty. Oh, I see. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's oh he's tough. He's blue oh, I hate the bird too. Like, don't get me <laughs> don't get me wrong. I respect Isaiah as mm. a great. I respect yeah. Larry Bird as a great, but I hated those guys. And, if and they were I, on my team, it'd be different. But, to be fair, you know. Zeke is a dirt bag. We all love, but he's our dirt bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was the thing. We oh, knew Zeke good. was dirty. We was we, the only the we, only guy on the team was clean was Dumars. Everybody else was dirty. <laughs> we and we felt the same. We felt the same way about Barkley. And it was like and and and, and true Philly fashion. We felt the same way about Rick Mahorn until he came to the Sixers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Rick Mahorn, when Rick Mahorn was a piston, he, he was a dirt bag too. Then he came here. Oh, snap. When, this, when he and Barkley were the Sixers when forwards, they, I, I love to see when they were, bad when guys they, When they were thumping, bump, and, when, <laughs> and also, uh, Rick Mahorn will always be an OG in this city because he had one of the greatest nightclubs in the, in the history of <laughs> Philly nightclubs. <laughs> That you see, it's like that's, that's was his y'all. His that's his his legacy is, is mm-hmm. the couple of years he spent with the Sixers, and I don't know how long Mahorns was open as a nightclub. But <laughs> let me tell but you, see the, Rick has it's like Rick has a name in the streets here. Like Rashid is good in the streets in Detroit. Rashid's mm-hmm. always he's he's the he's the bridge between Detroit and Philly. He's mm-hmm. always good. He's good in any neighbor. He was pulling up at people's barbecues in Detroit. Like in the city, like mm-hmm. the, like to show up at like mm-hmm. someone would call call like yo like yo why don't you come through and he'd pull up mm-hmm. and, and and if that's just what he was mm-hmm. and as but, soon as he showed up is like no nah, this is no he's a hero mm-hmm. he's a hero here but he probably so showed up and felt comfortable yeah, yeah. there only only a guy from a couple cities could do that in Detroit yeah. pretty you much have, you have to be from Philly or Baltimore to do that in Detroit mm-hmm. Chicago too so, Chicago will yeah Chicago, Chicago will come too. out. Exactly. Chicago will come out and kick it with us too. We ain't got no issue with them. Detroiters, it's just what we are. Yeah. We mm-hmm. we will welcome you in. We don't play. We do not play around. But as and, and if you follow me on Twitter, you know I don't play around. I'm a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I try to be very professional, but at the same time, I I'm still from the street just like everybody else. <laughs> it's just that my it's just that my path in life led me to doing this yeah. here. Definitely. And I love every second of it. And I'm grateful for it. And I tell people when they ask me about Philly, it's like Philly is like Detroit. Mm-hmm. You got it, it takes a second to get used to us, but once you get in there, if you are good with us, you are good with us. Yeah, your, your name's good in the streets once, here in Philly. You're good everywhere. Once you get past the low hanging fruit that, yeah. that hangs over Philly fans, because first thing, like if you don't know a Philly fan, Santa Claus, that's batteries, the first thing. Yeah. Like oh, that. you do. It's like, dude, that you was like Santa Claus. Yeah, you you threw that was batteries. sixty years ago. That game, that game is so old. There's not footage of that game. <laughs> there's like still photos. Fo- there's like a couple of still photos. I couldn't find any video. You gotta find, first. You gotta find some old white man. He'll tell you. He'll tell you the story about uh, the day they threw 
batteries at Santa. There is no game. And they'll tell you, and when they tell you the story, they'll tell you Santa was drunk. They'll tell, you that was the, that they'll tell you that was the worst Santa of all time in a game in a game they needed to win that they were losing. Mm-hmm. Because you, because those, those are the, those are the things that get lost in the story. Like you hear about, uh, I, I used to always get flack over the uh, Sixers fans booing Destiny's Child during the finals. <laughs> they were wearing the Lakers jerseys. Yeah. I yeah, thought that we, that's yo. I re, that's what I remember the most is like, how are you gonna pull up in Philly? In Philly? In Lakers jerseys during the finals. You exactly. You know. You, all, you know. It. You know all about. You think this city won't boo Beyonce? Oh, we you absolutely will boo Beyonce. Of, of all cities, you think we scared of the Beehive here in Philly? <laughs> Not if you show up wearing the opponent's she jersey. Can't. That's <laughs> that's like showing up at the Palace wearing a Jordan jersey. Exactly. We, <laughs> we booed Beyonce. We booed Kobe. We'll boo whoever. It doesn't matter. But the, if the, I get booed, I take that as a sign of honor at this point because yeah. it's like you got you got if you don't like exactly. I I I I'd welcome it because again, Philly fans and Spartan fans are about the same way. Mm-hmm. As the as an opponent, that boo is almost a sign of respect. Like yeah. we recognize who you are and mm-hmm. what you could do. So we yeah. have to boo you because we just felt like you're yeah. doing it against us. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta, you got to get in and get after somebody. And that's why mm-hmm. I've always, Only time, I've, yeah. Only I've time always respected it, man. I've always respected that. It's like, this is, that's why this Sunday is going to be interesting for me mm-hmm. because I've grown to really, de- the Eagles were like my other team as a kid because I was a huge fan of Randall Cunningham because he's the first black quarterback I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. And, and as soon as I saw a black quarterback who could do what he did, even though, yeah, the, the Lions are my team, but. I was always going to try to peek in and with the if they had Eagles Cowboys or Eagles Giants as like a second game or if the Lions were off or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were still like team number two. Mm-hmm. It's just that this Sunday is like it's and all Randall in. was a show. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. He was must see TV, just like Barry Sanders was must see yeah, TV. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. I blame Barry Sanders for me being saddled with this team for almost thirty <laughs> years now because the first year I watched the Lions was his rookie year, nineteen eighty nine, when I was ten mm-hmm. years old, mm-hmm. and. That was my first real NFL experience was watching him as a rookie. And for the next decade, that's what I got, that I saw the Lions win a lot of games. He he put dudes on posters. He put dudes in blenders, mm-hmm. put Hall of Famers in blenders. It's like yeah. I could – you just go watch any of those YouTube clips and then understand that's what – that's every Sunday. Even when they lost, that was every Sunday. He put somebody on a poster every mm-hmm. single Sunday. They, when that that Dallas thing where the it, the eight of the Dallas defenders are falling over like bowling pins and he just sidesteps them and goes past, I think it was, I think it was uh, Ken Norton who got crossed up and fell backwards because mm. he didn't know what direction he was in. You out here doing this to teams that were winning Super Bowls, and this mm. is what I had. So since two thousand, it's not been fun for me. Mm. So if I get something where I, as long as that team don't go zero and seventeen, we already had zero and sixteen. And thankfully, Cleveland did it after we did. But we already had 0-16. I don't want 0-17. I don't need that bar getting raised anymore where <laughs> ain't nobody getting that again. I don't uh, – look, any other week, I'm with the I'm with the birds. I understand, I feel y'all pain. I do. I appreciate the, it. The, the, life, the, the life of dealing with a bad football team is you just simply have to be – you got to learn to be a little tough. Sixer fans went through that for years. Y'all so, had – Y'all went through it just like we go through it as Lions fans. I'm mm. telling you right now, that's why I'm going to warn anybody. I better not hear anybody from Philly daring to take a shot like, oh, how can you support the Lions? Listen. Oh, we listen. feel your pain. Yeah. I'm like, yo, that's, let's, let's not do that. 
mm-hmm. if that's your home team and you stick with them through the bad years, yeah. like I respect yeah. Browns fans. Mm-hmm. I res- I respect Lions fans. I might tell you if, you, if I hear, like I have a friend of mine went to, went to school with way back, and you know the football season comes, start getting excited. Oh, we're going to be good this year. I think that's delusional, <laughs> but I re- but I respect the yeah. fandom. You know, there's there's been few times in my life where I went into a Lions season with actual expectations. <laughs> it's been rare. 2014 was that year they won 11 games. And even that surprised me because we figured that was a seven or eight win team. But when mm. they were seven, they I think they had a game where they beat Miami, came back late and beat Miami. They said they're seven and two. I was like, hold on, wait a minute. This mm. is different. And that's mm-hmm. when I started getting is like this this smells this smells like it did in the nineties here. I kind of like this one. Mm. And they ended up winning eleven games. And I'm gonna get in that playoff game in Dallas where they they <laughs> end up winning eleven games and got to the playoffs and looked legitimate. That if somehow they didn't screw that up in Dallas. They would have had a puncher's chance to get to the NFC title game. But mm-hmm. I've only seen that twice. I've only seen them get to the NFC title game once, and they lost it in Washington. You talk about mm-hmm. a team I can't stand. I can't stand Washington for multiple reasons. I can't, I can't stand Washington. I'd never, I'd never like Washington. I don't go, I don't get anybody roots for Washington. I don't I understand that you <laughs> support that team even before that owner and with that little racist name, the Washington racial slurs, as mm-hmm. I call them. Like that, mm-hmm. that whole thing. I've had beef with them forever, and it, and ripping my twelve-year-old heart out in the NFC Championship game certainly didn't help matters. But <laughs> I, I've, I, the beef is real, so I get it. To be to support a terrible team is to have a lot of patience, and just to be willing to say, "Let's get it," because just like y'all went through it with the Sixers, y'all know what it's like to really have to fight through that. Mm-hmm. I remember the night the Eagles won that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it gave me goosebumps, and I didn't. I, I didn't grow up here, but I'd never seen a team win a Super Bowl. I've seen mm-hmm. four Stanley Cups, I've seen World Series, and three NBA titles. I did my my school won a national title in basketball. I've seen everything but the Lions getting there. Mm-hmm. The way this city reacted gave me goosebumps because yeah. I'm like, yo, man, um, that was a great. I need, a great I need yeah. this. Mm-hmm. I said straight up, I would run on foot from here to Detroit if the Lions won All the right. NFC Championship game, let alone won a Super Bowl. I and so, we need this. That's so, what we're. I hold out for that high. I've been chasing that high for thirty years, and that's the high that I want to get. It's like that. It, it, it's like you know that high quality. That's what I've been chasing ever since then, and that's why. That's how I'm able to get through it. Is like this is. There's at least a purpose. This lion team ain't no good. We knew they weren't going to be no good, and they're getting better every week. And that's mm-hmm. what I have to kind of convince myself of. They're getting better every week. This defense has improved a lot since that first game mm-hmm. and that offense mm-hmm. they got something i don't know what it is but they got something if they can just get out their own way they they could easily win four or five games if they just got out of their own way but who knows maybe the first one is sunday i hope it is because i sure as hell don't want oh and eight and a bye and i gotta sit on that for two weeks and i, I don't <laughs> even, I, even, I don't even know who we like you know what give me one second i'm gonna look up who, who they play <laughs> next right now <laughs> I got I got it on my I got it on my calendar because you know I'm 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 a dirtbag and the Lions have just owned my life. <laughs> Lions next game, Lions next game. Oh, in Pittsburgh. All right, they're not winning that game either. So it's like they gotta get they gotta get the Eagles, or it's gonna be a minute. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. Um, a little bit from the other perspective of your journey with sports. Well, full disclosure, I'm a fan of your work. I listen to yeah. you anchor as anchor 
<laughs> of the drive time, evening drive time show on tip well, used to be 1060, 1039 yeah. now. KYW. And also on the Odyssey app or wherever yes, you get sir. your podcast. Yes, it's that right here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got that. I, but, I appreciate but, that. But that being said, I've heard you say that at one point your dream was initially to cover sports. And now you get to cover that and more in yep. your, position, in your mm -hmm. position where you are now. But I guess outside of the Super Bowl, while with being in Philly, what was your most memorable experience in thing to cover a sports relay? 2012 World Series. Mm. Tigers and Giants. I was I, I covered that playoff run all the way through because I was still working at NBC at that point. Mm. And I was with Griot when Griot was still an NBC property. Mm -hmm. I was the sports guy, quote unquote, but I covered I did a lot of feature work. But I was still good. I was still good to cover day by day stuff, but we weren't doing a lot of that. And I was tasked with, at the start of the baseball season, to find the team that had the most black players in its regular, everyday starting lineup. And I broke out the list and went through all of them. And just by chance, I went, I got to the AL Central, and I go to the Tigers. It's like, wait. Got Quentin Berry, got Austin Jackson, got Prince Fielder. And I start going on this list. It's like, there's like one white guy in the whole starting lineup. There's a number of black dudes and Latinos and, and one white dude and Justin Verlander. It's like, well, I think I got myself the team here. So I got tasked with following the blackest team in baseball. And it just so it was Delman Young was another one. And it just mm. so happened he was the Tigers. And they went on this run where late in the season, they were four games back with like three weeks to play. And they chased down Chicago, blew right past them, beat Oakland in five games, swept the Yankees in the ALCS. Next thing you know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in a World Series game. And that mm. is the that was the coolest thing for me is to be able to cover the team that I grew up watching. Getting back to a World Series after losing it six years earlier. I don't like to talk about what happened in the 2012 <laughs> World Series, but it, after six years earlier where I was working at a hip-hop station, watching mm -hmm. them win the AL pennant live on air, and I had to restrain the excitement <laughs> on air because I'm introducing – a. a I was introducing, I was, thinking, I was playing Biggie's Unbelievable, was playing when Maglio hits the home run, and I cut the mic off, and I just run screaming out of the studio because they had been terrible for 13 years. So six years later, I'm sitting in that press box mm -hmm. at a World Series. It was, and, and they lost all four games. It's the third game, Comerica Park. They're down two. They load the bases. I can feel the building, the Comerica mm -hmm. Park physically shaking as they had the bases loaded with Cabrera up, and he ended up fouling a ball off and ended up fouling out and ending the inning. But I'd never – that was the greatest one for me was that World Series. I, I, all I want is a Super Bowl credential and an Olympic credential, and that will close the whole thing out for me. I've done hockey. I've done plenty of NBA games. I did an NCAA tournament. I've, I've done high school sports all the way top to mm. bottom. That's the one. Part of that is I'm chasing a Super Bowl credential so I can add that to the pile of the ones that I got hanging on my wall. Right. And also just to and, and if it happened to be, it would be insanity if somehow the, the one I get to cover is the one that Detroit finally stumbled into somehow, <laughs> some way. I would I don't even know if I'd get anything done because it would be hard for me to fathom because I know how y'all felt. And mm -hmm. I remember my mom in tears when they won the playoff mm -hmm. game in 91 and not getting why she was in tears. And they show the graphic first one since 1957, and it registers like, oh, oh, damn, that's why. Mm -hmm. But it's different now. Thirty years later, it's not, and now I totally get why she's she mm -hmm. tears up. Yeah. So that's that's why I do this. I love what I do on air every day. You, it's such a rush to do 
this. And I learned how important KYW is to this city. It's like KYW News Radio and 6ABC. Like mm-hmm. those are the two things. And if you work at either one of those places in Philadelphia, you are gold here. And I didn't get it until people start singing the jingle to me oh, when yeah. I say I'm at KYW because everybody <laughs> knows. <it. laughs> like Jonesy said, it, it's like that's how you can tell, like, we're, you know, we're, how old people are. I, I know you're on 103.9. It's it's saved in my, my radio, but it will always, always it'll be always 10, be 1060. 1060. Mm-hmm. 1060. Same same with WIP. I don't care if you're on 94. It'll always be 610 WIP. That's what you know. That's mm-hmm. that's what you say. And you know, and, which is funny, because my, my first radio show was on 610 when it was a Beasley station. Oh wow! And, mm-hmm. and, because it was like Beasley had 97.5 and 610, and my first show was on 610. And I'm telling people, yeah, my show is on 610. And they're like, oh, you're on WIP? Like, no, and I'm no, like, no, 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 it's not WIP anymore. <laughs> it's, the other, it's the other guys now. So, so I know mm-hmm. I firsthand how those station call, those numbers get ingrained in people's brains yeah, here. And it's- I, I love, like, I'm looking for traffic on the twos anytime I'm on the Blue Room mm-hmm. or 76. Amen. I need that. I need that. And, and that's the thing. I I know that not everybody's gonna be listening the whole time. I would appreciate it if you if you mm-hmm. rolled all the way, especially when I'm on five to seven. If you made mm-hmm. it five to six thirty, I'm I appreciate that. But I know not everybody can. So what my thing is, I want to make sure I sound completely different from everything else. I don't like to sound like a news bot. I don't mm-hmm. like to sound like just the old school. You know who I am as soon as I jump on the microphone. Yes, sir. And mm-hmm. that's how I want it. A lot of this stuff I was doing on rap radio fifteen years ago. It's just like sport, like stuff when I've called basketball games. I use all that mm-hmm. on the air, and I give it, and I try to give it to y'all. I sneak little things in, and people know, and, and it's like people know. It's like I sneak <laughs> little things in. I get little things in there because at least to let you know that I'm not taking this super seriously, but I take my job seriously at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's a big responsibility to do it on a station like this, where mm-hmm. everybody may not listen to us all the time, but in Philly, like I said. They know the they know the theme song because I remember y'all were about apparently y'all were about to lose it when six ABC for a second thought about changing that theme song on their mm-hmm. on their newscast. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know well, that people grew up on these oh, yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, and I respect that because it's like I can see that very quickly that mm-hmm. we we've got old tapes like in our archives here that I'll listen to and it's just like yo this is wild like mm-hmm. this goes back mm-hmm. and to have this is a privilege for me to be here man and to do it for this city and to have be honest one of us on on the air yep. you know mm-hmm. i'm not a, and i'm unapologetic about pointing that out on the air mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's one of us mm-hmm. there's only been two in this station's history in 60 years full time mm-hmm. on air and i'm number two and that is a big responsibility and, and honestly a uh, true story i'm in the car one day because you and I first met a couple years ago yeah. at a friend, R- Renee Washington. We had a yep. little get-together. And since then, my dad was the one started getting me listening to news radio when it was 1060, growing up from <laughs> Little Tyke. And being in the car with him, he listened to it. So I developed that habit. And I was in the car with him not that long ago. And he, you were on. And mm-hmm. he's listening. And he said... This guy's doing a good job, and I got to have that that little moment where I was like, "Yeah, I know him," <laughs> and he's a black guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the fun part. That surprises people sometimes. 
Like I'll walk in there and they look around for Jay Scott Smith and they'll sit and they'll see this dude because right now I look like a I look like a, a like a, a defensive backs coach in a in a Michigan mm-hmm. State hoodie and sweatpants. But yet I'll step because some we just had someone new start here and it's the same thing. She didn't initially know it was me. And mm-hmm. then she sees me just strolling in the studio, and it's like I can see I, – and I know when people recognize what their ears perk up. Mm-hmm. And she heard me hit that 3 o'clock where it's 3 o'clock, and you know what that means. It's like she sat up like, yo. Oh, like, that's, She's like, that's him. That's, that's like, really yo, him. like, wait a minute. That's him. And so I, the fact that y'all rock with me like this, mm-hmm. and y'all know that, 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 that – y'all, y'all know how – y'all know where my bread is buttered. Yeah. And mm-hmm. If it were up to me, I'd have somehow talked the Sixers into having me call at least one game for them or something <laughs> when, when Zumhoff retired. That's just, you know mm-hmm. how I am. Yes, sir. But to know that y'all support me like this out here, where I ain't grow up here. And that's why I tell everybody who listen, Philly is the Philly is just like home, is just like Detroit to me. Mm-hmm. And Philly is just like Detroit in the fact that once you're good here, you are good. If your name is good here, your name is good mm-hmm. just about mm-hmm. Anywhere you want to go, and I'm always going to respect that, and I'm not going to disrespect this city by by half stepping on the air, and I'm certainly not going to let nobody talk crazy about this city. Even when I go back to Detroit, it's like, well, man, what is it like out there? It's just like being here. It's just more people. That's the only difference. It's just more people, and they got the beards. That's it. That's the only difference between the two. <laughs> the, Philly, the Philly beard is iconic, man. It's Sorry. like the I, I, when I met Freeway for the first time at a hip hop show mm-hmm. that we were hosting in Michigan. This is, ooh, this is about 08. This is about 07, 08. We were doing a, because I used to do a lot of rap shows. I was a rap guy well before anything else. Hip hop is my thing. If you anybody who follows me knows, that's mm-hmm. also my thing. And mm-hmm. Freeway, Free does this show. And as soon as he comes through, the first thing we're like, yo, this is, free. and he, he was so, he was just so dope, yeah. so chill. Super good. We just sat there and chopped it up with him before they did this big show mm-hmm. out in Lansing, Michigan, and all these people out there. And he comes through and just tears the place down. I run it into him when I got out here years later, and he remembered that. He's mm-hmm. like, so. like, yo, yeah, I remember you was at the you was at the John in Michigan. It's like, how, what you what the hell you doing out here? Like that's that's mm-hmm. what they are. And I'm just like, Philly is always gonna be good to me. Mm-hmm. Y'all always gonna be good with me here. And I, and and this last and you're year, you're good with us. Yeah, hey man, I'm good. With, I, I appreciate y'all having me do this. As you've been hearing, my phone is going off apparently, and I'm normally not that unprofessional. The phone's usually turned <laughs> off, but it's like oh, okay. I, I I I appreciate y'all doing this. Mm-hmm. And God willing, we we get something on Sunday. I can't lie. I want my boys <laughs> to win for no other reason, just say, so I can we? get that. Get that zero off the record, and then get a second one so it's not the only one that's on the record. <laughs> well, well, I, I mean this with the most utmost respect for you. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen on Sunday. I, I, I hope, I, I hope you you continue your misery just for one more week. We wish you the best luck against the Bears. Yeah, yes, we, we, yes. We, we, we I can't stand them either. I really want one off the Bears. I, the the way that y'all talk about the Cowboys is the way I, the way a lot of us talk about the Chicago Bears. Mm, yeah. And I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm all in on Terry and them. That hate is real between yeah, those hate, two. Hate is definitely real. Definitely I've seen real. so many fit. That's the only time I ever even came close to getting into a fight with somebody at a sporting event was at a Lions Bears game. That's <laughs> that's how you know it's real when, when you bring that out of me. I told you I was in Michigan for four years. I was actually in southwestern Michigan near Benton Harbor area. A lot of Bears north, fans out there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Just north of Notre Dame. So we're actually closer to Chicago in that part yep. of Michigan than we are Detroit. It was about an hour and a half drive to Chicago, 90 miles. Detroit was about three hour drive away. So yeah. 
I so I got saw a lot of Bears fans, and then there's a big contingent mm. of Lions fans, and they did not like each other's teams no. at no. all. Yeah, no, no, I, no, mm. no, no I, we don't I, do that. I lived in Baltimore <laughs> for ten years. I watched, I watched Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Like they hate mm-hmm. Steelers fans, like we hate Cowboys fans, and that hate it's, is real. You know, it's, there's there's always Chicago, that Detroit falls in that group. Yep, yep, yep. There's Chicago, Detroit, Bear, Bears, Lions don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Blackhawks and Red Wings don't like each other. Mm-hmm. Pist- well, we already know about the Pistons, Pistons and Bulls, and Bulls. Yep. Tigers, and, and Tigers and White Sox really don't like each other. Either. That's a low key nasty one of the Tigers and White mm-hmm. Sox too. Mm-hmm. We ju- we respect the city. Mm-hmm. But we don't. Like, but, but the teams, teams, that beef is real. Like, now it's mm-hmm. it's different from Cleveland, where we just do not like Cleveland. The different the disrespect is all <laughs> out in the open toward Cleveland. But mm-hmm. Chicago is like we respect your city, but we, but you gonna get these hands if you don't if you don't watch your mouth. <laughs> and that's how Chicago is with us, and they respect it. Mm-hmm. So we're all good here, and that that's mm-hmm. our main thing. Is like we both got issues with each other, but we got, at the end of the day, but we're there's like, a mutual we, respect. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like at least we're not Cleveland, and that's how we just look at. <laughs> It's like at least we're not them, but yo, man, I I appreciate this, yep. and admittedly, I want one green team to win this week, and you see that I'm wearing it right now. As, as much <laughs> as I would love to see any other week, I'm with the Eagles. I'm full, with the Birds. I'm with y'all. One, full, I like the Eagles fight song, but it's full, like full not, not this time. Full Look. disclosure: we we've let you talk about Michigan State for during this show. But we just wanted to let you know you, you are talking to two Penn State fans. You know we kind of let we 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 oh. we've let we let it go. You know because we like you a lot. We we like you a lot. We respect what you do. So you guys you can have me back on at the end of no at the end of next month for Penn State Michigan State is what you're talking about. Hell, Let's do it. Hell no. <laughs> I say put it in your schedule now. Penn State State's not terrible this year. The the one thing I want Penn State to do is take care of that team in Ann Arbor just mm-hmm. to make sure they don't try to sneak up on us because we're going to deal with them on Saturday, and we want we want a nice clear path to Columbus to have mm-hmm. to deal with those boys, mm-hmm. hopefully 10-0 and 0 in a couple of weeks. It's all I'm, that's all it. I'm asking for. I we did it, it once. We're going to try to do it again in Columbus and just hope we can get there without any all, sort of issues. All I know is if we have you on before Penn State, Michigan State, the outcome of that game will determine whether you're ever on this show ever again. <laughs> I'd, I'd hate to see. I'd hate to see my time in like that. But you know what, man? Let me tell this you has been a, this has been fun, dude. Yeah, I really appreciate fun. it. If, if Eagles lose, if the Eagles lose to the Lions and Penn State loses to Michigan State, you will never be on this show ever again. <laughs> we can still be cool. We can still be cool. Just, we'll still talk. Just not but yeah, you'll, you'll never be on this. Show I can't. Again. I can't. I, I can't come back into the space no more, man. Is what you're telling never. me. Oh, hey, real quick, before we let you go, just let people know where they can contact you, where they can reach you. I'm on Twitter at J. Scott Smith, J-A-Y-S-C-O, two T's, S-M-I-T-H. It's Real J. Scott Smith on Instagram and on Facebook. I also host a podcast called The Rundown here at KYW News Radio. It's every day. Well, it's about to be every day. It's three days a week right now. We're starting to expand that thing out and get get a little bit more there. It's on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast called The Rundown from KYW News Radio. And that's where I'm mostly reachable on Twitter. You'll find me that I'm verified on Twitter. You'll see me on Instagram, real J Scott Smith. I had to re up the page. We had some issues, but we're good now. That's the best place to find me. Come in peace. I'm always, I'm a pretty easy dude to talk to. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that hard to find, man. And also, of course, KYW News Radio, Philadelphia's Afternoon News, 
starting at 3 o'clock from 3 to 4, and then I'm on for two hours, 5 to 7, Monday through Friday, man. And be happy to have you all rolling with me and just checking out, hey, your, your favorite, your, your friendly neighborhood black radio news anchor is just out here too. Real, doing what we do, man. Real talk, I appreciate you because when you first got that job at, at the, with, on the afternoon drive, first thing I asked you, was do you read the school numbers when uh on on the snow day? <laughs> That's in the morning. That's in the morning, man. I don't touch those. I just need to know. Does my man, my man Jay reads the numbers? That's a, that's. A, no. <laughs> That we don't do, we don't do the school numbers not, at least not in the afternoon. It's a, that is that's that's the morning show. They take care of all that because they know everybody's still waiting by the radio and checking out the website to see if the school names comes up. Man, I, and I respect that too because our station in Detroit WWJ did the same thing. I hear you. So I, I know that feeling. Jay, it's been a pleasure, man. Really appreciate you, brother. Uh, th- anytime, you. anytime, fellas. If you ever need me, you know where to find me, and certainly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks well, a lot, gentlemen. All right, thanks. Once again, that is Jay Scott. Uh, that was fun. That good was stuff, good, man. man. But about yeah, he ain't coming back if if the <laughs> if the Lions win. If Lions and Michigan State both win this shit, uh, win this season, yeah, Jay Scott Smith never coming back. <laughs> That's that. You know. Maybe it'll be a temporary ban. We can't say never. Jay Scott Smith is never <laughs> coming back if the Eagles lose and Penn State lose. Never. And oh, I'm man. He, he knows I'm joking, but still. Well, All on right. the bright side, uh-huh. at least I'm not angry about the Eagles anymore. You know what? I'm, I'm probably more <laughs> angry. I brought, my original plan, well, when we, when we have these talks at the beginning of football season, who are we going to talk about? Who are we going to talk with about certain teams? I'm like, we can get Jay Scott Smith on because Jay is from Detroit. He mm-hmm. can talk about the Lions. And you know the Lions are going to be bad. So, you know, no matter how bad, you know, no matter how this season is going, you know we can talk to Jay and he's going to talk about the Lions and we're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. I feel worse because I honestly feel like there's a really good chance that the Eagles are going to lose. Mm-hmm. But I hit that I hit that realization a couple of days ago, and now I've had time to process it. It's it's an open. That, this is why I took Sunday night off. Oh. I needed time to process. I sh- I should have followed your lead. <laughs> I should have followed your lead. But guess what? You know, it, win or lose, we're still going to be doing green over everything on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, I'll be there this time. Okay. All right. I might check out early, but we'll still be <laughs> we'll I, we'll still be there. All right, once again, let let us know what you think of this podcast. Hit us up, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Jonesy and Brown, three words, Jonesy and Brown. Or you can reach us at BITW Sports. Download this podcast wherever you get your your favorite podcast from. Just search Best in the World Sports. That's what you search. Put that in the search bar. You'll find us. You can rock with us. All right, that is Mike Jones. I am John Brown. Enjoy the sports. Enjoy basketball. Enjoy football. Enjoy hockey. Because right now, if you're in Philly, Flyers is all we got right now. Flyers is all we got. But it'll, it'll be all right. We'll, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll talk to you guys next week. Oh, oh, why are you making that face, bro? Because you said it'll be all right. You're right. It's not going it, 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 it's, it's to be all right. We'll it's, see. It, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk to you guys next week with Josie and Brown. Peace, y'all. You feeling this podcast? 
To hear this and more, go to SoundCloud.com slash B-I-T-W Sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown.